What up, everybody? This is the Trouble with the Snap podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Uh, you'll have to forgive me if uh, I cough. My voice is a little sore, uh, a little scratchier than normal. Um, my daughter is sick, was sick. It's not COVID, um, but I am coming down with a little something. But we're going to go ahead. We're going to power through this because it's been a couple days and we have not talked about it. Massive massive news coming out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And when I say massive, I'm talking about seven foot two massive. Uh, Hunter Dickinson has pulled his name um, from the NBA draft. He will be back for a second season at U of M. And look, I i mean, Jeremy said it, and I agree with him, and I know Jeremy was so frustrated with the UCLA loss, and oh, everybody needs to come back. Isaiah Livers needs to come back and take advantage of that senior year. What a bum, that COVID year. You know, Eli Brooks needs to come back. Well, Eli Brooks did come back, but, uh, you know, he said everybody, Wagner needed to come back because he airballed a three, whatever it was. Dickinson, I felt, was one of those guys who he could have went. I feel like with his work ethic, his game, he could have went. Now, there's still a lot of things that he needs to work on, especially in today's NBA. Like Right now, no one gives a crap if you're your standard uh, post-up big. So, Dickinson... It's a great passer out of the post, and it's good to have those guys who can get the easy buckets around the rim. Uh, And he's definitely got the ability to do that. Great offensive rebounder. So good going over his right shoulder. A little more unsure if he goes over his left, but still very solid um, in regards to his uh, post-up games. Uh, Doesn't have the greatest footwork, though, for a big Needs a more reliable shot, at the very least, from 15 feet. I don't care if he can hit threes or not. If he can hit from 15, that's going to make a guy that size that much more deadly, and that's absolutely huge. Then you uh, look defensively, he's okay. Not great. You know, his size obviously helps him. Size helps you, you know, deter passing lanes and shots and all that type of stuff from uh, their normal route that's that's fine that's all well and good but look he, he needs to be quicker laterally look at a guy like uh, Brooke Lopez just an absolute stud uh, center was a standard prototypical big developed a three-point game which I'm sure Dickinson will get I know he said he I know I said he doesn't need one but I'm sure he'll get one eventually all right, he's a good passer out of the post. Uh, giving him, uh, if he can develop that shot to 15 feet, open up some backdoor lanes, uh, that that would be absolutely huge. If he can uh, get the ball for 15 and hit the hit the cutter. But like I'm talking about uh, with Lopez, look at what Lopez has been like in the NBA Finals. Yeah, he's scored a few points and. You know, he, he still gets a lot of rebounds. And he obviously, like I said, he stretched his game out. But look at him defensively just getting buried. Just eaten alive on the pick and rolls. 
there it, Milwaukee has no answer for that and a lot of it is because Lopez will end up on a guy like Devin Booker or he'll end up on a guy like Chris Paul and he just can't do it and the reason I bring him up is because he's a lot quicker than Dickinson a lot quicker and that so that's going to be a problem with Dickinson in today's NBA you know, he might Mitch McGarry out, and McGarry's issue, I mean, I'm not 100% sure what that was. He had he had a lot of flaws as well, but Dickinson has a lot of flaws. Not flaws, but he has a lot of things that he needs to improve on, but he also has a much higher ceiling. That said, I do not see a world where, look, you don't have to be able to defend a guy like Kyle Lowry or like I said, Chris Paul. You you don't have to defend them. But you've got to make it interesting. And I don't see a world where he does that. I think he needs to slim down uh, quite a bit if he wants to stay in the NBA. Look, you can have a nice overseas career. You can... Uh, you know, ride the pine in the NBA, you can try the G League route, you can do those types of things. But he's not going to have a long NBA career. Mostly because of this defense. Now obviously look, he he may improve. He may be a lot quicker. You know, we've seen certain players develop uh, that quickness, that speed, that extra oomph that you need. Uh, we've seen him develop that in the second season. Uh, we've seen other guys who just aren't able to do that. Right now at his build, he's not able to. Now, we don't know what he's going to look like uh, when he comes back. Uh, we don't know what that summer transformation is going to be. But it, it's going to make things really interesting uh Moving forward, it makes things really interesting in the Big Ten, too. Uh, look, Purdue, Ohio State, Maryland, uh, it's a four-team race now, and Michigan is part of that four teams. There's so much uncertainty. I think there's more certainty with Maryland than anyone else. Uh, but there's so much uncertainty in the Big Ten right now. Everybody's left, um, except for EJ Liddell, which I'd say is a slightly bigger return than Dickinson. And then, obviously, Dickinson's got to be number two on that list. Because um, Ohio State and Purdue, I think, are the two favorites uh, for the Big Ten. Ohio State, Purdue, and Maryland are the three favorites, but I'm going to put Michigan in that, you know what, they can do it phase. Um, but with and this is where, this is why I'm not just, like, crowning them already. Um, you know, this is why they're not getting... Uh, back-to-back championships, uh, asterisks, no asterisks, whatever you want to say. Uh, I just don't know what else they have. Eli Brooks is good, not great. He's not going to be great this year. Just because he's the only experienced guy doesn't mean he's going to be great. And this is what I was talking about is there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, Coburn's gone one way or another from Illinois. DeSumo's gone. You know, Michigan State lost Aaron Henry. If Henry came back, you know, I'd throw them right up in that five-team conversation for the Big Ten Championship. 
you know, Wisconsin's lost uh, everybody who has an AARP card on their team. And so the, I'm just unsure. The, we don't know what those uh, five-star bigs at Michigan, what they're going to bring, you know. Some, look, one of those guys may just completely ball out and be ready to play. And others, you know, might not be. We don't know what a guy like Max Christie at Michigan State's going to bring to the table. I've said it before. Max Christie needs to uh, he, he needs to be the guy right away, you know, to take those shots at the end of the game. Him or Walker, one of those guys. But that's the thing. We don't know how they're going to develop. You don't know how the kid from Coastal Carolina's going to uh, play at U of M. Zeb Jackson's not achieved much of anything there, and... I know it's because Mike Smith came in and did a really good job, but we don't know if he's going to be able to take that next step. We There's just too much uncertainty. There's too many guys who have not played nearly enough minutes for anybody to really get an idea. Look, everyone knew Aaron Henry was going to step up this year. It took him half the season, but by golly, at the end of the year, he did it. And he just willed Michigan State into the Big Ten tournament, or excuse me, into the NCAA tournament and kept the streak alive. And so that's that's where we're at right now. The most certainty is with the teams that you're putting at the top. You know, it's not one of those situations where, okay, this team is definitely better than this team. This team is definitely better than this team. No, we don't know what Michigan's going to have. They got Eli Brooks and Hunter. Williams is going to be okay. I don't know about anybody else on that team right now. All freshmen, all newcomers. Michigan State, you know, I expect Bingham to take a jump just because of how well he played at the end of last season. Um, you know, is Hauser finally going to sack up? You know, is he is he going to step up and is he going to be able to be the guy that the Michigan State drunken fan base was just clamoring for I don't know that I don't know if uh, I'm trying to go down the line up here can Gabe Brown finally uh, become a player I love I love Gabe Brown as a player I love what he brings to the table He's so athletic incredible jumping ability like we don't know and it's the same situation with Michigan you know Michigan State I mean I, I know the guys more than I do uh, the guys who rode the pine for U of M. I know those guys more uh, than I do uh, what's going to be happening in Michigan and the guys who are going to be seeing increased roles. But it's the same comparison. And that, that's where I'm at with this. Is Hunter Dickinson makes Michigan a contender just based upon the fact that everybody from everywhere else is gone except for EJ Liddell, Travion Williams, Jade and Ivory. Ivy. Sorry. Um, and then, obviously, pretty much everybody from Maryland is coming back. All the big-time players. So... That, that's how the, that's how this is being deciphered in a lot of people's minds. Dickinson makes him a player. Doesn't guarantee anything, though, because we don't know what these role players, what all these other guys, 
for you of them are going to be capable of. You know, we're going to wrap it up quick here. Uh, I said we talked about Hunter Dickinson at some point over the summer when uh, his decision becomes official. Well, it is official. He is officially back in Ann Arbor. Go out and celebrate Michigan basketball. Uh, going to be back near the top of the Big Ten. Uh, again, like I said, not exactly sure if they're going to be able to, uh, you know, power through and repeat. But we'll uh, obviously talk about that as we get to the end of this season. Uh, Big Ten Media Days uh, coming up. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to any sort of a resolution and or Jim Harbaugh's next comments about Bo Schembechler as there is still a lot of stuff unresolved with that and nothing being talked about. Go figure. Um, and we'll start breaking down some of the football stuff. A lot of, you know, these preseason rankings start starting to circulate. We'll find some things that are really interesting. We'll probably talk about those when we get bored. But that does it for us here on the Trouble with the Snap podcast. Again, anything happens... Uh, you know, any other basketball movement because look, Kofi Coburn he's eligible to come back to the best of my knowledge still and uh, and like I uh, said previously, Michigan State was in the running for uh, horror from uh, Penn State so I'm sure they're looking to replace him, uh, get a big and he doesn't pass out of the post like Dickinson's able to because he, well, doesn't just pass out of the post. But uh, a guy like that would really change a lot of things if he uh, stays in conference but just not at Illinois. So we'll, we'll break all this type of stuff down as it happens, as it transpires, and uh, obviously keep you covered. Uh, anything happens on Michigan, Michigan State front, anything happens with the Bo Schembechler situation, etc. But uh, that does it for us here on the Trouble with Snap Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward.